I'm Erica. And I'm Jules. Most people have at least one thing that they can't or won't eat. Yeah, we're definitely like that. We started this podcast to talk about the gluten-free food industry. Like new products and some of the stories behind your favorite brands. And living life with a specialty diet and also some important healthcare topics. Since we're basically both broken inside. You had me at eat. Hey, Jules, what's going on? Oh, you know, another week. <laughs> another week. Yeah, that's how I feel. Um, every time I access the internet and realize. Um, don't just stop right there. Yeah. And realize <laughs> that some people should not have access to the internet. Um, I feel like some, some people, people to access the internet, I believe that all adults should have a competency test. They and have some to have a license sort of to fish health literacy test because there is a lot of sham everything going on and please listen to my rant of the day (laughs) oh this ought to be good wait i'm gonna rub my hands together well this is a rant that you and i (laughs) both uh we texted each other i think after this got posted by our friend scott a gluten dude uh posted a podcast Mm -hmm. oh i know Uh, where you're going with this one yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah uh, Maria Menunos, who used to be a uh, anchor on television, and you know how good they are at being, you know, competent health literacy activists for medical knowledge. Uh, cue Doctor Oz as a yeah. politician. Oh well, ew. okay, we can't. <laughs> I just stop it right there, and my head will explode. Oh my gosh! So anyway, Maria Menunos on their her podcast, Better Together with Maria, which. Precious. Good for her. I mean, she has a bazillion followers, so don't come after me because I think Maria is great. However, she (laughs) has on some people who are less than factual when it comes to health information. Her handlers need to do a better job of vetting is what you're saying. (laughs) Perhaps. Uh, obviously all these like frou-frou woo-woo celebrities follow in Gwyneth Paltrow's ridiculous footsteps, um, with jade eggs and all these insane health scams. Basically they're the snake oil salesman of 2022. Uh, anyway, this person who is quote unquote, a cleanse expert. So what is she a liver specialist? Because that's what your body does to cleanse. Uh, anyone who promotes cleanses is just a, it's a snake oil salesman, red flag number one. But, uh, she also is a bestselling author of cancer hacks. Uh, so, you know, anyone who does this hacking your system or whatever, they think that they know more than the medical establishment is just always another great red flag. That's Um, like the got milk of 2022 (laughs) hacking, whatever Hack your body. Okay, cool. Um, so this person who has, by the way, 124,000 followers on Instagram, slightly more than you or I combined, uh, just slightly, uh, she went on Maria's podcast and things. <laughs> we don't hack things. We, do we need more hacking. Hack I mean, Jules, maybe that's our, we're going to rename everything mm-hmm. hack. Uh, so hack. anyway, so this, this hack lady, uh, Alyssa Goodman hack in more ways than one said that she um, cured herself with celiac, that basically she can eat gluten again if she just takes an enzyme and that um, celiac can be be healed. I mean, all these like lists of things that are just not appropriate for anyone to talk about. And the name of the podcast is actually how to live with celiac disease and improve your gut health. 
And she spends this time just talking about how you can fix everything. And while I do believe that you can, you know, assist in your gut health by making sure you're eating, um, you know, things that are good for you and possibly supplementing with probiotics or, you know, whatever you need to maintain your individual gut health along with a board certified gastroenterologist, a holistic nutritionist, so-and-so should not be telling people how to eat gluten. No. Well, her, her mantra is that you can heal your body through energy, love, and intuition, which is mm-hmm. lovely, right? I mean, that's that's a nice thought. But when you then follow that up with, and by the way, if you have celiac disease, you can eat gluten if you take glutenese. No, no, that, that is not the same thing as, you know, healing your body through energy, love, and intuition. <laughs> Like that was, that is absolutely, and it's not even, I don't even know why I'm laughing. It's very upsetting. It's, it's really, really, really upsetting because it's dangerous because as you just went down the list, I mean, the combined followers of these two ladies is ridiculous. When you think of the number of poor people who have listened to this podcast and think, oh my gosh, I, or my daughter or my son or my husband or my, you know, nephew or, you know, whatever can eat gluten if they have celiac disease, if they just take this enzyme, like, oh, wow, of course, because yeah. everyone, everyone wants that pill, right? Like everyone just wants that magic pill. They want that snake oil. They want to believe that that's true. Yeah. And so we these- have um, some people too, that were, you know, that always come out of the woodwork on my, on my Instagram that are like, oh, do you know, if you pray to X, Y, Z, certain God, that they'll heal you from your celiac. Or if you follow this, you know, fill in the blank therapy, like art therapy, you know, was like, oh, do you know that I can eat gluten again after doing that? It's like, that that's great. But either you were misdiagnosed in the first place or you're, you're just wrong. Right. Um, so, you know, I, these people that are quote unquote hacks, I think that they know more than, you know, thousands of GIs that spend their entire career researching, you know, celiac disease, especially, especially knowing that there could be so much money made in the pharmaceutical industry. If we actually had a pill for celiac disease, like, of course we're going to work on that. Like, Mm. don't you think people would have found that by now if there's money to be made, but no, if you're paying this individual quote unquote nutritionist or expert or hackologist, that's a scam. That's a red flag. If you're paying someone for this information that, you know, doctors don't want you to know. And I get that a lot, sadly on Instagram and knowing that this happened on such a larger level with a large podcast just makes me so sad. It's, it is, it's very sad. It's upsetting. And, and frankly, it makes me very angry because it is, um, irresponsible and, um, not just for this, Alyssa, Elisa, whatever the heck her name is. I'd never heard of her until this. So yeah, whatever. But she, um, a lot of people have, a lot of people believe in whatever it is she's pushing and it's cleanses uh, and yeah. And and all these things that are not medically, you know, advisable, uh, non-medical advice. Yeah. But I mean, where's, where's the check, right? So if, if Maria is the journalist that she purports to be, and she's going to have someone on who's going to say these whack job things, like then where is the check? 
for that. Where's the the doctor who she's going to have on after that to say, eh, not so fast. I don't think that you should be out here saying that celiacs can eat gluten again, crazy person, because um, there's absolutely zero science behind that. Where is that, that second layer of, as a journalist, usually like, has this source been repeated multiple times? Like it, there, there's nothing. And we see this on these Instagram accounts that have these insane numbers who are right, quote unquote right, right, right. health coaches. And it's like, oh my dear God, <laughs> like what are you that telling people me. how to do? It's the yeah. worst. Yeah. I mean, there's like one dietitian that is, is a coach and she is incredible. I love Taylor. Uh, I think she's an amazing addition to your journey uh, with celiac disease. But as far as paying anyone else who's not a registered dietitian or not a gastroenterologist, these experts in stuff that's not even real science, it's terrifying. And they're all over Instagram, but now they're like mainstream. I mean, Maria is a mainstream, she was a mainstream media personality, so just sucks. Yeah. And, and who's, who's going to listen to that. And, and if you're just, if you're a hurried mom or, you know, you're just like, you know, listening to this, you know, out of one ear and in the, Oh, Oh my God, I heard this thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, we're all, we're all like half paying attention anymore. You know, we've got the too life. much going on. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. So, you know, who, who is going to hear this and, and think, Oh, well, this journalist who has some, you know, credentials behind her must have done her homework. This must be true because she wouldn't have some crazy person on her show. <laughs> right? Why would why would I know more than Maria what's her name? Like why why would I know more than that like as the listener? Why, you know, so you, you she just would the average listener would just take that and think that that's, you know, God's honest truth and whoever this person is on there thinking, you know, saying, "Oh, yeah, I can eat pizza again. I can eat bread again, whatever. Anything that they cure yourself of something that is like not been validated by a a medical physician. (laughs) That's probably first of all, there is no cure for celiac disease. And, and you can, you can sort of put yourself into quote unquote remission of celiac disease uh, because you can go completely gluten-free but you have an autoimmune disease if you have died if you've been diagnosed with celiac disease if if this person truly actually was yeah this Alyssa and person. if you're you know if you're gluten intolerant and you or intolerant to other things i mean there's so many other reasons why you couldn't eat gluten right yeah there's a, a high fodmaps so um you know i did a lot of research into the fodmap diet because i also have ibs and i was doing a low fodmap diet and avoiding high fodmaps um there are some possible issues with some of the proteins and wheat. I mean, there's so many reasons for you to avoid gluten, but mm-hmm. to use the phrase that you can heal your celiac disease and cure yourself cure of celiac, that's yeah. a uh-uh. big, uh-uh. big red flag. <laughs> nope. Stop. Hard pass. So anyways, so th- these yeah. are the things that give Jules and I high blood pressure when yeah. in reality, I, I don't have high blood pressure, but it gives my anxiety like because we worry time. about people. We like, we, we care, like, you know, these people then come back to us and say, I heard this thing and I'm so confused. 
Well, I guess, and- I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I care about people, Jules, but I approach it in a totally different way. I am tired of fighting people on the internet because I love to pick a fight with people who are wrong because I have all of medical science to back me up. And I'm just so tired of fighting and I'm just done, man. I hate yeah. it because these people hear one thing and they're like, well, Maria Menudo's the guest said that. I'm like, great. Or Dr. Oz or Dr. Phil or whatever. It's like, my God. Okay, sure. I'm just like, I, I can't. Sometimes I'm just done fighting. You know that? Like, I love being an advocate, but sometimes I'm just like, I'm pooped. Why do you think I got out of prosecuting? <laughs> I'm, I am not an attorney anymore for a reason. I do not, I do not step foot in courtrooms unless I am forced to. <laughs> I used to argue every single day. I used to go into a courtroom every single day and argue with people all day, every day. And it sucks the lifeblood out of you. I hate arguing with people. That's why I'm like, why can't you guys just accept the facts? Why does it have to be all this just, you know, hype all the time? Why does it have to be hype? Why, why, why do people just, are they drawn to the light? You know, why, why I know you want a pill. I know you want one. I know you just want it to go away. But how about you just listen to your body and your body says, don't eat gluten. Well, no, not my body. My body says you could probably get away with it. And then like two (laughs) weeks later, it's like, I lied to you. You're wrong. You're going to pay for that. You're going to pay for it. Well, and the thing is, the other thing we hear constantly is, oh, I'm not. I'm not as sensitive as you are. You know, I can eat a little bit yeah, and, and I can get away with it. You know, hey, maybe and, that's another episode, right? Dispelling, dispel, dispelling, dispelling the myth uh, of, you know, non-sensitive celiacs or. Yeah. Celiacs well, maybe that's what this sensitive. person, this Alyssa person, she's just foolish. And she just thinks that she's getting away with it with her little glutenese pill. But, yeah. you know, there's a thing called the celiac iceberg. And what happens is that underneath the waterline of the iceberg, there's a huge iceberg, right? And you're only seeing the tip of the iceberg and the iceberg here being symptoms. And there are people walking around every day who have either been diagnosed or not diagnosed with celiac disease. And they may only see the tip of that iceberg of symptoms and know them to be symptoms of celiac or not. They don't know what's going on below below the surface. What's going on below the surface is your body is being racked by an autoimmune disease. Yeah, nutritional deficiencies, anemia, yeah, Yeah, all the things that you can't like feel, see, you know, happening right right? away or osteopenia, osteoporosis. Yeah, yeah, unless you fall down and break a bone, you're like, oh god, I didn't know I had that. So I mean, yeah, yeah, and it's setting you up for other autoimmune diseases. It's you know, you're. Why would you do that if you had the facts? And that's the problem is that Eric and I sit around all day long spreading facts and trying to help people live healthy lives with celiac disease or or to to help them to live happier lives if they have other gastrointestinal issues or you know gluten sensitivity and other things. Facts, 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 facts. That's all we're trying to help people with is facts. And so it gets so frustrating. I'm not controversial like enough to be popular. And that's so sad. Isn't that yeah. so sad? I yeah. mean, like, because facts aren't controversial, Erica. I know. Facts are facts. I hate it. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. So uh, to sum it up, there are 
some people um, that I put in my little bucket um, called a-holes that shouldn't have access to the internet. And um, a large this, bucket. It's actually growing. This person goes in my bucket, my bucket of a-holes. Yeah. That's, uh, that's our intro for today. I hope you were equally as upset at the universe as <laughs> we are, because that's, you know, what we're trying to do. Right now I'm struggling. Maybe this is something your baking corner can help me with. I went to Costco and, you know, I always get into trouble at Costco because I buy 18 pounds of something that I don't need. And um, one of those is uh, nectarines. And I was thinking about making a crisp. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to ask Jules because she's so good at this. And she loves baking with stone fruit. Yes, I do. And it is stone fruit season. So that would explain why you got so many at Costco. (laughs) Yeah. Nectarines are great. They're just like peach, but not fuzzy. In fact, it's funny because my daughter, for whatever reason, it makes no sense to me, but she will only eat peaches, not nectarines. And I'm like, the inside's pretty much the same, but you know, whatever you do, you girl. Um, So yeah, if you have you know, found a peck of nectarines at Costco or at your local farmer's market, or you went to an orchard and picked a bunch of nectarines or plums or peaches or any other yummy stone fruit, and you're looking for something to do with them, you can do a crisp, you could do a cobbler, you could do tart or a pie, any number of yummy things. Um, all of them, obviously gluten-free, And I have recipes for tons of these things on my website at gfjules.com. But I know some of you listeners are sitting there going, but I can't bake. I don't know how to do these things. And what I really love about all of these types of recipes is that A, they are using local fresh produce, right? And that's what's in season right now, which is the best thing to do. And B, you can pick which one you feel confident with in your sort of spectrum of baking. So let's start with a crisp or a cobbler. Super, super, super easy. If you can use a knife and you can cut up this fruit and get the stone out of the middle, (laughs) nobody's eating that. You just basically cut up the fruit and put it in a pan and you're just putting a topping on top. Anybody can do that. I have recipes for crisps and cobblers on my website. I also have a wonderful plum tart recipe, which you can sub in for, you know, any other stone fruit like we've talked about. And they're all so, so yummy. And it really doesn't take any baking prowess to do these recipes. And they're, especially that plum tart recipe, it's just, it's so showy. You just are, you can arrange the plums in this beautiful um, sort of a flower arrangement on the top. And it's, it looks like a professional <laughs> and it's, it's very, very impressive. Uh, or you just throw them all on top and just eat it out there with a spoon. doesn't matter, but it's, They're very easy to make, they're quick to make, and you can pretty much put anything in them. Later on, as the seasons progress, you can also take any of these recipes and use frozen fruit that you might get at Costco or elsewhere. So you could get berries or other fruits like that, throw them in there. They're super, super, super easy to use um, the recipes and they go great with ice creams or just on their own. At the other end of the spectrum, you can do what I made last night, which is a homemade pie. So I made a um, a peach pie last night and it was just delectable and it was so easy to make with my pie crust recipe that I have on my website. And a lot of you are rolling your eyes as I say this because people say, oh, I've never made a pie crust or I've tried to make a gluten-free pie crust and it fails miserably. Well, let me just tell you, I am right there with you because the beginning of my gluten-free journey 
not only did I make, I don't even countless gluten-free pie crusts that I threw quite literally into the trash can, but I shed more than my share of tears over trying to make a gluten-free pie crust. It was a miserable journey and miserable experience. So I have been there with you, dear listeners. Um, I feel your pain and I have solved the puzzle. I have absolutely solved it for you. And you have to check out my recipe for gluten-free pie crust because there's no excuse once you've tried this recipe. And please don't ever go back to those frozen gluten-free pie crusts again, because they are hard and they're, you know, um, you know, cardboardy and they're no fun. And if you want to make one like a peach pie, you're going to want one that has a top crust on it. So you're going to need to make your own so that you have the second layer. I'm telling you people, this is the lightest, flakiest, just delightful crust. And you're absolutely going to just love it. So I have videos on my website. I have, um, step-by-step photos of how to transfer the pie crust. And if you're still not like loving the whole experience of transferring it, which is so easy, I promise you with my flour, it's like stretchy and it just works great. Um, but if you're still not like totally confident in it, I have the best tip for you ever. And that is to just get little cookie cutters and use the cookie cutters for the pastry itself. So you could get little peach ones or you could get pumpkin ones or flowers or hearts or whatever you want and, and just have fun with it and cut out all these little tiny um, you know, pieces of pastry and arrange them on top of your peaches or whatever the other pie is. And it is gorgeous. And it looks like, again, like you're like some rock star pastry chef and no one needs to know that you're like, oh, I'm afraid to transfer the pie crust. No one needs to know that. It is absolutely beautiful. It's stunning for pies. So check out my pie crust recipe. We'll put the link in the podcast notes so that you can hop right to it um, when you're not driving and you can take a look and see all of this information is right there for you. So from the spectrum of crisps and cobblers all the way to tarts and then all the way to the other end um, to pies, don't let stone fruit season pass you by. Gluten-free, vegan, the whole shebang. You can make any of it you want to, and um, it'll be delicious and you're going to love it. All right. So now we are ready to talk about our favorite new products. Now, uh, Jules and I both worked for a magazine in which we were constantly getting new products sent to us in the mail. And we still do to this day, actually. I still get emails to uh, the person who actually had the job before me and still like, dear Lauren. And I'm like, that's not my name. Also, that magazine is no longer a thing. And also that person (laughs) definitely doesn't work there either. Uh, So we still get pitched on a daily basis and we get products sent to our house all the time. Um, But as Jules will, will also agree, not everything is good. (laughs) In fact, there are many things Uh, that are not good at all. And we're not just talking about new products and the aspect of things that are sent to us to review because we do get a lot of things to review. But uh, if you know me, you know I love grocery shopping. It is my favorite thing, uh, probably next to hanging out with cats. So I often just go to a grocery store and wander the aisles looking for new products. And I buy anything I see that's new. So uh, Jules and I are really excited to share with you our favorite new product finds uh, that we have. We have ruled out the ones that are not as delicious as we want them to be. (laughs) And we're here to show you kind of the the newest, latest, and greatest. So 
Uh, I have uh, just one product for this week. I'm waiting on a few more samples, uh, but my favorite thing this week is the uh, Nana Joe's. A great, great, great company. Um, lovely, lovely woman who runs it. She believes in purity protocol oats. So she uses purity protocol oats in her oat based granola. She also has grain free based granola. I just love her and I love supporting this company. You'll see them all over my Instagram, but they launched a carrot cake granola and it has, um, Yoko's vegan cream cheese actually used in the product. No. Yeah. And it has carrots what? and cinnamon and. I was just um, going to ask you what's your favorite flavor, but that one is like, oh, that sounds yeah, amazing. So, so get this, it has raisins. And if I, I think we've already had a discussion on here about <laughs> how much I hate raisins. So quite frankly, they're unforgiven unforgivable curse of adding raisins into anything. Um, but I actually ate it with the raisins and it was pretty good. <laughs> um, so it is a grain-free granola. This one is, and it is, um, cream cheese, carrot cake, and it, it's made in, in, um, collaboration with star infinite food. Who's another blogger. Um, but it's a, it's a great product, super tasty. I love anything with like cardamom spices and cinnamon spices. I love hmm. me some carrot cake for the fall. Um, so yes, yeah, so it's a great, great granola. I love it. And they, the best thing about Nana Joe's is she does a ton of these collaborations with independent, um, food people. So either, uh, uh, influencers or chefs. So she does these small batch collaborations, which I'm just in love with. They have this lemon blueberry one. I mean, all her stuff is out of this world, her regular stuff, but I really do like to get her limited edition batches when I can. So I just got a, a couple stuff in uh, a couple of batches in the mail from her with my last order. And I ordered one of these carrot cakes and it lived up to its hype. Wow. That sounds great. I'm going to have to order some of that on your recommendation. It's delish. Yeah. Well, um, so yeah, I've, I've been storing up a couple good ones for you that, uh, I got in, um, samples recently and I've got some other good ones coming. I'm excited to talk about, but this week I wanted to tell you about this one, which is kind of interesting. It's not your typical gluten-free kind of, uh, situation. It happens to be gluten-free, but it's not, it's not like, you know, a gluten-free food, but I think it's something that everybody could actually benefit from knowing about. And, um, and my family loves it. I think, you know, you know, my daughter's a high performing athlete. And so this is very, very useful for her, but everyone in my house has tried, tried this and they all really, really like it. It's a product called Hydrolite and that's spelled H-Y-D-R-A-L-Y-T-E. And the reason I'm spelling it is because of I've put it on Instagram a few times and I always have people DMing me afterwards. Like, how is, how did you spell that? What was that company name? Because, um, <laughs> Hallie actually did a video on one of my stories from it because she liked it so much. It's a packet that is an electrolyte drink that you add to your water. Now, and I mean, we've tried tons of these things because we all need electrolytes in our house. Um, this, it's really humid here in Baltimore and, you know, it's, she's always exercising and, you know, what have you, but anyway, um, this, the hydrolate stuff, I don't know, there's something about it. Like it tastes so much better than a lot of the other ones that we've had. And there's like this strawberry lemonade one that I really like. Um, 
but they also have orange and lemonade, just other flavors, but it's got just this perfect proportion of sodium and glucose and potassium, uh, chloride and citrate. And it, there's no artificial flavors and it's these packets. So you're not carrying around a big plastic Gatorade or something like that. And it's not Gatorade. It doesn't have all those, you know, those crappy little colors and things. Um, and Anyway, so she's loving it from working out. It's vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, um, and non-GMO. And after she comes back from these long runs and everything, she's she's rehydrating and she feels really, really good. So here's a good anecdote for you. My son comes home from work the other day and he comes home early. He was sick. He was vomiting at work and had to come home. And I said, hey, put one of these packets in some water and see if, you know, that can help you. Um, and he's normally very skeptical about anything and he tried it anyway. He had half a glass and he just like felt completely hundred percent better. Like from a half a glass of having this electrolyte powder. And he's like, that actually doesn't taste that bad, mom. And he usually says most of the stuff that I give him, he's like, ah, I want the, I, you know, I want the fake stuff. Like he just, yeah, he's in that stage of teenageriness, but um, yeah, he he like had a glass of the stuff and he was on his way. He was like, "I'm fine. I'm healed. I'm all the way better." <laughs> so it's like, okay, I don't know what's in this stuff. Magic packets of not bad for you stuff that actually works. So yeah, I'm all so about this hydrolate. So many people just live their life dehydrated. I feel I like I take I take pride in that. I'm just like a <laughs> hydrated, shriveled, shriveled okay, little well then, Arizona guy. I'm going to send you some of this hydrolate. I really, really like it. Yeah, I actually have one that live. I have one that I really like that I've used for years um, because I also like have pots and I have to make sure that I'm not passing out due to extreme heat and all that stuff along with some other medical conditions. So I have to make sure I'm always hydrated and I do have some electrolyte uh, solutions. That's almost like a little liquid packet and I really, really like it, but I'm totally down to try these. Yeah. I feel like everyone needs a good electrolyte. Yeah. Well, and the packets make it really handy because you yeah. just throw it in your car or in your purse or whatever, and you always have it there. So I really am down. I'm really down for this one. I really like it a lot. So the other one I wanted to tell you about this week is Wild Creamery, which you and I both know that brand, which is yummy, but because um, they've, they've been around like sort of in the kimchi world, right? They've had all kinds of different you know, brines and things. They're but- all about being cultured. They're very cultured. Yes. But um, health culture fermentation, wild lactic acid. And they're, um, they're, you know, non-dairy, uh, which is, you know, what I'm looking for, but anyway, they, so they sent me this package of all kinds of new stuff and it was in my refrigerator one day and next day it wasn't. And turns out my husband and his daughter and her friends went camping and they grabbed all of these dips out of the refrigerator to go camping with chipotle lime dip, ranch dip, french onion dip, spinach dip. Anyway, they came home and they're like, "Oh my goodness, these are amazing. Where were these dips all our lives? Where'd you get them? We need these dips." Like all of these like 20 somethings went gaga for these dips. I'm like, uh, did you bring me any? Because I kind of wanted to taste them. And they basically left me like a scoop in the bottom of each one of these things, which I was able to taste and can affirm that they were amazing, yummy dips. 
but they all went crazy over these things. And like the three guys are not dairy-free, gluten-free, anything. And they just like, you know, food. And they were super down for these dips. They are legit. And so I've got to find these in my local store, which I don't think they're carried yet. So I'm going to have to go petition them to start carrying these things. They're amazing. They were really, really, really good. So they're cultured, they're plant-based, and they're just super, super yummy. And there's nothing else like them out there right now. There were, I was just super excited about them. So totally need to get, get these in my local store. There are basically uh, coconut, cashew, lime, tapioca, and then uh, there's some sunflower oil in, term, in terms of the allergens that are there. Um, so there's some tree nuts, but everything else is just, you know, seasonings, which they were full of. There was no bland, nothing. And oh my gosh, they were really good. I wish that they'd left me more than a dip, like, you know, a little like one chip. That's it. That's all I got. It's kind of lame. Don't you think? But it's a good testimonial that like these guys were all, all over these dips. I always love it when people who can eat whatever they want come over and eat things in our house. Like, that's really good. I'm like, cool. Did you know that you just ate something that's gluten-free, dairy-free, and free from the top eight allergens? And they're like, oh, yeah, that doesn't taste awful. And I'm like, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Love it. You're on candid camera. Yeah, totally. So yeah, those are some good new products. And I think we're going to have a lot more soon. Um, as you may or may not know, there are two big food trade shows that happen uh, each year. And uh, Jules and I tend to go and we check out new products and new products get sent to us. So it's around that time where we're about to get hit with a slew of new uh, gluten-free and food allergy-friendly products. So be on the lookout. come back five pounds heavier. Oh yeah. And our suitcases are 50 pounds and Southwest says, is this all food? And you're like, it sure is. And I'm not afraid to tell you that. So. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm excited. Now I've got a bunch of samples coming in next week too. Uh, and then in advance of, of Expo, there's always a bunch of samples that come in, but yeah, I'm, I'm super psyched for Expo in September and um, we'll have tons of new product. We'll have to do like an entire show on just new products. Absolutely. And if there's ever any new products that you guys love, uh, that you want to tell us about, feel free to, you know, reach out to us on social media and, uh, we are always down to check out new products. I love it when people tag me and they say, Hey, have you found this yet? Cause I found it and I love it. Uh, and chances are I've had it and I also love it. So I, I do appreciate it when people reach out to me and say nice things about products, because I always love to hear everyone's opinions on what's hot and what's new in their, uh, their own grocery store, especially regional products. Love to see those. So definitely always reach out to us if you find something good. Do you have any anecdotes to tell me about IBS? How are you managing your IBS? Well, you don't because it's in correlation with your colitis, right? Yeah. I'm on steroids. Yay. Do you take any antispasmodics or have yep, you? I do. I'm currently on them. Which one do you take? Dicyclamine. <gasps> I just got that. Okay. We can look at this. Look at us. We're talking about IBS. Yay. Dear readers, you have joined us in the middle of a conversation about IBS. Uh, actually, I just got moved to a new antispasmodic that my insurance covers versus my old one that I loved, but my insurance didn't cover it and was like 200 did just, bucks. Did you 
say you you loved your old anti-spasmodic. You know what? You either love her. It's 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 one or the other. You oh love or hate God. your anti-spasmodic. Uh, it's oh, basically to make your intestines to stop cramping. Um, that's what an antispasmodic does. And I love it only because it was really good, but I don't want to pay $200 for it, which I guess I could, but like, that's, that's yeah. terrible when you could get another brand for free. What so was the one you were on? Uh, it's dead to you. That's why you're forgetting uh, it. Hyocycamine. Oh, interesting. Hyocycamine. <laughs> <laughs> la, la, la. Am I speaking English right now? Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. Anyway. I mean, yeah, that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it works really well for me, but my insurance isn't covering it. So I'm now on, on all of them. Bentol, which is what you just said, right? Dicyclamine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bentol so, is the name. Dicyclamine is the generic. So I just picked it up and I have not used it yet because my intestines are playing nice today. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and I don't know if I should take it if they're doing okay. No, no. You only need an antispasmodic when your intestines are spazzing. It says to take one, one per, three times a day. One to four a day. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a lot yeah. of antispasmodic. But no, the but last one just, I only took when needed. Yeah, but this one, it, it's fine. What that means, though, is you can take it as needed, but up to four times a day. Okay, and cool. and a, as somebody who has been taking dicyclamine, like since, I don't know, the early 90s. <laughs> Did you invent this drug? I, I, I was a test subject for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can tell you that, yeah, you can pop that stuff like not, nobody's business. But yeah, it's not, it, you don't take it when you don't need it. Are you on it all the time? No. Just but so I do in. carry it in my purse. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did with my yeah. other one that I couldn't pronounce. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. so great. Anyway, so I just got this because I'm having another round of IBS. I've been going through yet another colonoscopy. I can't wait. I'll probably start having intestinal spasms as soon as I start talking about having to go through my my third colonoscopy. Um, so, so um, listeners, you can have celiac disease and... IBS or colitis or any other of these things. And for me personally, um, you know, it's probably my, my current colitis situation that I've had for many, many, many years. It's probably because I was not diagnosed with celiac disease till so late. Like I, I, and I was diagnosed with celiac disease 23 years ago, but I had been sick for so long that my body was just racked. And so it allowed all this inflammation in my body to sort of take hold and cause all these other problems, which is one of the main reasons why Eric and I preach to everybody, you know, get tested for celiac early on. Don't let these things like build up because the more your body is abused, you know, by disease, by active disease, the more other things can crop up. So just because my celiac disease is under control doesn't mean that I don't also still have all these other problems. And so you can have other things going oh, on yeah. have more than one problem. And we always like to say, you know, like not everything is gluten's fault. Like right now yeah. my life is being made a miserable wreck. 
uh, with intestinal issues and my numbers are great. My celiac numbers are fine. I have not been gluten lately. Like things are going great in celiac land. However, the rest of my intestines can eat a bag of, you know what, because it's literally the worst and I'm having another colonoscopy and I hate it and I don't want to be a part of this, but right. Well, and IBS and just to clarify as well, celiac disease and all of the problems that are, you know, go with that are all upper intestines or small intestines, right? And all the IBS stuff that we're talking about and the antispasmodics and, you know, colitis and things like that, that's lower intestines. So mm-hmm. you, when, when you're having these problems and you're feeling sick and all those things, you don't necessarily say, oh, this is my small intestine that's you know <laughs> giving me this issue versus my lower intestine. You may not know that, you just know you don't feel well, right? And you're having all these symptoms, but inside your body, there are very, very, very different things happening to you. And And that's why your gastroenterologist is the one who has to tell you what is happening, not some holistic medicine person or some other crazy person who tells you you can take glutenese and your celiac disease goes away. And to make things even more complicated for gastroenterologists too, it's, it's, that's why we have so many colonoscopies and endoscopies Mm -hmm. to check out what's actually going on, but you can have something like ulcerative colitis or uh, even IBD with Crohn's that can go anywhere from mouth to anus. So that's like a whole, that's your entire digestive tract. Your entire alimentary canal can be affected by Crohn's at any point in time. So that's why it's so important to have so many things can go wrong. (laughs) Yeah. And get these regularly, you know, scheduled checkups with them. And if you're like me and Jules have colonoscopies all the time, like we're uh, getting a punch card system out of it. Maybe our 10th one can be free. If only, (laughs) if only, you know, the only good thing about getting a colonoscopy or an endoscopy is there, I'm waiting for the one exciting reason why I I get a nap. Yeah. (laughs) That's my favorite thing thing is I get a nap. My favorite thing is that you have to fart in front of someone to be able to be released. Um, yeah. So, you know, when I took my parents to get their colonoscopy, I'm like, you got to fart in front of me and you got to do it in front of the doctor so we can go home. It's always this bright side, aren't you? Yeah. It's always cheerful. (laughs) Anyway, so you've got plenty more, um, to tell you about IBS. Uh, so stay tuned. Hey, it's Erica, and I'm here talking about IBS, because when am I not talking about uh, poop at some point in time? Uh, it's just a, it's a weird little uh, thing that I do. I just I love talking about poop. No, I actually like talking about poop because I love the fact that nobody talks about these things. And I don't think that we should shy away from talking about um, bowel disorders, GI disorders, anything on your digestive tract, because that's what you know, hinders people from learning more about it and really seeking help when they need to. So uh, you just heard Jules and I kind of bantering about because we have both dealt with IBS in our life um, and it sucks and not a super fan of it. And like we said before, you can have celiac disease and IBS together. Uh, I just mentioned I'm currently going through treatment again with IBS. I did it a couple of years ago, actually, when Jules and I were together. 
a couple years ago on a blogger retreat, I got really, really sick and I didn't quite get better. So um, celiac was fine. All my numbers are fine. My intestines were fine. It was just IBS. So what is IBS really? It's a, it's a pretty common disorder. Celiac hits about one to three percent or one to two percent of people. Uh, IBS is about 10 to 20 percent, depending on what study that you see. And it's a functional GI disorder, meaning everything seems to be functioning fine. You don't have something like ulcers find ulcerative colitis or any of the damage done by like Crohn's disease. Um, so everything's been excluded like that. No red flag symptoms, but you do have uh, chronic abdominal pain, um, gas, bloating, and a change in bowel habits. That's kind of the key is just that change in bowel habits. And it has to last um, about three to six months at least until they really investigate you for IBS. You can also have super fun symptoms like uh, urgency, which is that fact like, oh, God, I actually have to get to a bathroom right away. Uh, straining and then feeling like you still have to poop uh, where you have poop still stuck in there. And then also mucus in the stool, which is super gross. Uh, and I had that. Uh, it's a really fun and really 10 out of 10 would recommend it to anyone. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, like, we need to talk about this stuff, right? Nobody wants to t admit that they poop, uh, and nobody wants to admit that they have weird poop or weird bowel habits, but we have to because these are things that we should seek help with. Um, and there are a couple different types of IBS. There's IBSD, which is the diarrhea predominant, IBSC, which is constipation, IBSM, which is mixed, um, and, and, IBS, regardless if it's diarrhea or constipation, um, it can affect quality of life. It's associated with higher scores of anxiety and depression. So it's it's not fun. And much like celiac, it it feels like, oh my gosh, I'm the only one experiencing these things. Nobody else understands what it's what it's like to live this life. Uh, that's not true. You know, there's a lot of us out there in the digestive community that also have co-concurrent issues like celiac and IBS. So what causes IBS? Um, it's really complex. There's no real straightforward answer. And I wish, dear readers, that I could give it to you. Uh, you know, it, it's it's a combination of things. So stress can definitely exacerbate it. Right now, I obviously went through a, um, a job layoff, and I'm starting a new job. So there is clearly reasons why I should be stressed out. Um, and, you know, and, and medical stress too. Like, you know, when I had a hysterectomy and sent my body through a, a change of um, estrogen, that definitely messed up my gut. And I think that there's a lot of things like that that can, that can bring about a functional GI disorder. But there's also something like, you know, a gut bacteria imbalance or something that's um, um, pretty common post-infectious IBS. So if you get something like the stomach flu, quote unquote, like a rotavirus um, food poisoning, you can get IBS afterwards. And there's actually a certain type of IBS, post-infectious IBS. And um, that's a that's a big issue that can happen as well. Could be something like your immune system is getting out of control. Um, we talked a little bit about mast cells on the Ehlers-Danlos episode. Um, that could be a cause of a non-IgE mediated food allergy that you have, or you could be having an issue with FODMAPs. Um, we've talked about low FODMAP diet a lot, like on my Instagram. I did low FODMAP for a long time. Um, and FODMAP, a low FODMAP diet is how you can um, work with IBS on a, on a diet 
dietary uh, restriction basis. Um, so there's a lot of issues that could also be IBS. There, I want you to be uh, cognizant, though, of another issue that is SIBO, which is small um, intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Now, that is something that you can actually test for and find. Uh, right now, I'm going through my second round of uh, SIBO testing. It's done with a breath test. So you have to get a prescription, and they'll basically send you a box, a trio smart and IBS uh, smart are the, the, the main company that sends out a box to you. And basically you get a prescription for lactulose and you blow into these bags. It sounds weird. Uh, you eat like this very, very bland diet for a day and then you drink this drink and then you blow into a bag for every 30 minutes, I think for a couple hours. And that's how they can tell if you have like a, a hydrogen predominant, uh, bacterial overgrowth or, uh, just they can tell a bunch of different things. It's just the bonkers. I've never had to blow in, blow into a bag before. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to go through that again. So stay tuned to my Instagram if you want to see some uh, weird SIBO testing. But that is something that can be um, fixed with uh, prescription medi- uh, antibiotics like Zafaxin. So I've, I've gone through that route before. You can actually go on Celiac and the Beast and, and follow my IBS journey when I took Zafaxin before. I actually worked with um, that pharmaceutical company um, to do a post uh, letting people know about Zafaxin. So anyway, so that's SIBO, but going back to IBS, how do you fix IBS? Uh, it's hard. Like I said, it's a complex issue. So how can we really fix it? Obviously, keeping your stress down when we all like to keep our stress down. Um, but keeping it under control could be good. Antispasmodics, like Jules and I were talking about, are great for that cramping feeling that you get. Um, for me, it, it is super helpful. That is like, I think the biggest help that I can get. There's also something like, um, peppermint oil capsules, uh, IB guard. I take that as well. Um, so they're, you know, supplements like L-glutamine, um, IB guard that have some studies, um, f- that pr- have mixed uh, efficacy, but you know, no harm, no foul on those. I, I love taking L-glutamine. It's an essential amino acid. Um, again, these are just things that I take. Um, even antidepressants can help. Uh, there are certain antidepressants that they typically prescribe for IBS. Um, and then also under the guidance of a dietitian, there's been a lot of success that's been found in a low FODMAP diet. And a low FODMAP diet is not a permanent diet. It is a diet where you re, um, you remove and then reintroduce in kind of a methodical way. But again, a dietitian should be guiding you through these things. You should not be going through trying to fix IBS on your own. Um, and there's also something that's really cool that I've been doing, which is called gut-directed hypnotherapy, and it's been found to be almost as effective as a dietary change for IBS. Um, and uh, that, again, goes back to keeping that stress under control. Um, but there are prescriptions, gut-directed hypnotherapy programs out there and non-prescription. I know it seems very strange to get a prescription, talking about strange tests, uh, strange prescriptions, a prescription for an app that is actually hypnotherapy. But I'm telling you, this is the future of treating IBS and it's super interesting and we can dive into that in a future episode. But those are some of the ways that you can keep IBS under control. Uh, But I did want to share that with you as I am currently going through another round of um, testing and uh, dietary change and uh, prescription changes for my IBS. So dear listeners, uh, I want you to follow along in the amazing journey, uh, including the fact that I just did a stool sample, which is super fun because you get to keep your stool sample in the freezer like next year, you know, 
Jolly Llama ice cream cones. So I just find it so charming, the life that we have to live sometime. Uh, so that being said, I hope you've enjoyed our episode. I hope you've gotten something out of it. Um, so remember to hit like, to subscribe, and to review our podcast. And we will see you next week. Have a great day. And you had me at eat.